I want to begin by saying that I'm grateful for Juan Buddhism, the Sangha, the gift of life, and everything the universe holds, because I wouldn't he be here now talking to all of you without it. Who do I think I am? How many people have asked this question of themselves at least once in their life? That's the question I've asked myself for many years, but let my ego control my life and wondered why I was unhappy. I sought jobs because of title and reputation instead of jobs that align with my core value, which I didn't take truly seriously to time to explore. I was spinning in a cycle of greed, wanting too many material things, such as the latest yoga mats, anger, working for people I thought were challenging, and delusion, attaching to ideas and material things, and was wondering why I was unhappy. I had been programmed since childhood by family, through education and media, to believe my purpose is to have a career that makes good money, meet the right partner, and have children. I rarely questioned those beliefs because I was so busy surviving, not thriving. Our purpose is centered around ourselves or our egos, rather than questioning what is good for everyone. Many of us are not taught how interconnected or interdependent we are with everything, including insects. Before I discount anything, like mosquitoes or anyone, everything has a purpose in this universe that perfectly aligns with the principles of cause and effect and interconnectedness. I recently read in the Smithsonian Magazine that mosquitoes are night pollinators and are essential to flowers. Who knew, not even entomologists, the bug experts, until they started studying insects at night. Buddha said, you are what you think. What a profound statement. A friend of mine recently said, I didn't look like a Buddhist because I wasn't bald and I wasn't wearing brown robes like the Dalai Lama. His belief was based on a few Buddhist monks he saw on TV. He didn't mean to be judgmental. His mind was looking for a familiar association, which is why our mind needs to be constantly reminded to be open and flexible and question all past experiences and thoughts. I too judge others for how they act and then judge myself for judging. What irony, how humorous is that? It shows that I must continuously study my mind. The negative thoughts and feelings associated with greed or craving or anger or attachment to thoughts and ideas are wonderful indicators for me to find the root causes for those thoughts and feelings and let go of them and see things in a positive way. Meditation helps me be aware of those thoughts. Who wants a mind that perpetually creates dukkha for no reason? Several years ago, I attempted to meditate and was even told by a meditation teacher at a meditation center that some people could not meditate. Another irony. I've been studying and reading about Zen Buddhism for many years before I came across Juan Buddhism. Buddhism resonated with me because of its scientific approach. Buddha said, do not, do not take his word, but experiment how the laws of karma, of cause and effect impact your life. 
However, it was challenging for me to apply Buddhist teachings to my daily life, especially with all my greed, attachment, and weakness for material and sensory things such as ice cream, technology, books, and comfort. Therefore, I thought it might be helpful for me to find a Buddhist temple to have a community of friends I could practice with. I used Google to search many different temples in New York City. I visited a few before reading about Wan Buddhism. Once I read about Wan Buddhism, I had to visit the temple. What drew me in was that everybody could practice Wan Buddhism. That is, you don't need to lead a monastic life to practice it. When I first went to the Wan Buddhist Temple of Manhattan, I was met by Reverend Doyon, who was welcoming, kind, and supportive. The members of the temple were also warm and friendly. I never forgot an illuminating, illuminating Dharma talk from the Venerable Chang An Li about meditation, which is nothing more than mindful breathing. However, because of traffic at where I live, I stopped attending Sunday Dharma service but occasionally listen to Dharma talks on YouTube. Eventually I found life coaching, which is nothing more than a non-spiritual version of many Buddhist philosophies, such as mind management. After a while, I found that life coaching was missing the spiritual foundation that drew me to Buddhism. Therefore, I decided to commit to one Buddhism fully and become a member. What's my aspiration? To nurture my Buddha nature with the following. Practicing loving kindness and compassion for myself and others by seeing the good. Having satisfaction with impermanence by seeing it as an opportunity to learn and grow. Understanding that non-self and impermanence are the same. The universe constantly changes and trust what happens on more than an intellectual level, but through practice and action. I'm committed to seeing Buddha nature in myself and others. Without seeing and cultivating it in myself, I'll be unable to see it in others. There's always something good in everybody. Most people are trying their best. My suffering allows me to find compassion for other people's suffering or pain. I'm grateful to Reverend Doyon Park Kuniman for giving me the Dharma name Chamyang, which means compassion and wisdom. I'm committed to the spiritual path. Every day is a new beginning for me to get closer to cultivating my Buddha nature. The practice of Wan Buddhism is, has two aspects that I have drawn me to it the realization of the Buddha nature and timeless and placeless Zen, which means meditation can be practiced anytime, anywhere, or place. The regular practice of meditation has helped me to have less mind chatter. Like many people, I've always been a perpetual overthinker who thinks about the past and future and does not stay in the present moment for long. I found that when I meditate, my mind has more clarity, focus. My meditation formula for now is twice a day for 20 minutes. 
I may experiment in the future with meditating more for different lengths of time to see what works best for me. I'm not attached to a specific time or place. If I can practice twice a day, regular practice helps me feel and become more connected with the universe. Although I've been meditating consistently for over three months, I feel the compounded effect that regular practice is already having on me. I find I have less attachment to sensory things such as ice cream or other food and ideas or thoughts that were in the past or are in the future, which is why meditation is an essential part of my life. Our breath represents our life force and how we breathe is related to our interpersonal and social harmony. Proper breathing can move energy through the body to create balance and stimulate healing, guide emotions and elevate spiritual awareness. The breath is the universal force within us that supports our entire body, just as energy outside of the body is the universal force of interdependency. I used to feel I needed to do and see everything the world has to offer. But now I realize there's nothing more important than being present now. By consistently attending Sunday Dharma service, praying, chanting, listening to Juan Dharma talks on YouTube, reading Buddhism, and taking Reverend Doyon's class on the introduction to Buddhism and Juan Buddhism, I'm retraining my current habitual thoughts into a mind that's getting closer to becoming awakened. They're baby steps for me that will have incremental changes that will span the rest of my days. Understanding the concept of interconnectedness and interdependence can help us foster patience and gratitude for ourselves and others. All beings and entities are cosmically connected through every action, breath, thought, or sensory aspect. So everything we do or don't do has a cause and effect. However, because we're inherently connected, there's no need for attachment. If you truly understand the concept of interconnectedness tied to non-self, extremes need each other to coexist, such as happiness and suffering are not separate, but are a package. Without suffering, there's no opportunity to practice. And with no joy, we do not understand what grief is. Happiness provides us with gratitude and sorrow provides us with growth opportunities. Both suffering and happiness are impermanent. I can see that within the moments. One moment I'm thrilled about something and the next moment I feel sad. We all have a Buddha nature within ourselves and it is my path to discover it for myself so I can be free from the cause and effect of my past and be the master of my thoughts and intentions instead of being ruled by them. I find the idea both logical and scientific. I learned four core concepts from Reverend Doyon's introduction to Buddhism and Juan Buddhism class. The first concept is interconnectedness. All beings are at different points on their journeys towards enlightenment, especially those I encounter or perceive as challenging. I too was once further away from enlightenment, 
So maybe that's where I can draw my compassion from. If someone challenges me, I can first be aware of it and then practice taking slow breaths. So I don't escalate the situation and produce more suffering or pain to myself or others. If I truly understand and absorb the concept of no self, it's not about attachment to thoughts, but that hurting another by being right hurts me since we all share the same life force. The next concept is karma. When I release anger, resentment, and hatred, I'm not agreeing with what others did, but freeing myself from carrying it in my body and looking for the good things in my life. I can practice letting go by understanding why I'm grasping to the past and see my behavior patterns, which leads to awareness and the practice of forgiveness. Also, I can look when I hold on to the future and see the fears and worries which lead to awareness. And through positive thinking, I can see negative patterns every day. I can release the negative energy. Through perseverance, I can break negative patterns or habits. Another concept is non-attachment. I can give up attachment and expectations by using my mind. I have everything I need to be happy right now. Focusing on the present moment will help me to let go and reshape myself because every day is a new beginning. Meditation helps me let go of my thoughts by focusing on my breath and with regular practice, I can gain more mental clarity to see what is right and wrong and to set intentions, make decisions and take actions that support the universe. Impermanence is the last concept and the one that's most challenging for me. My body is a temporary loner. With it, I can experience what life has to offer, both happiness and suffering. They must exist together in contrast to appreciate both. Rather than seeing a person driving me to practice, I think of challenging people supporting my practice. As Thich Nhat Hanh said so eloquently, the capacity for faith, awakening, understanding, and awareness defines a Buddha nature. That is my past. Thank you. Thank you.